0: At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today.
1: Y'all give the Lord praise. We're just having fun, amen? And I want to share with you, uh, I've got a couple of passages I want to share with y'all. And I started out this morning saying, I want to help you increase your finances. Do y'all remember me saying that? Okay, go to John 4. Now, Jesus, y'all need to get this. Jesus said, I only do what I see my Father do. I only say what I hear my Father say. So when Jesus was walking around all these different places, it's because Heavenly Father told him where to go. It's not because Jesus just randomly floated all over. No, he had a specific mission, and Heavenly Father told him to go. So look at John 4. It says in verse 4, he had to go through Samaria. Let me ask you, why did he have to go through Samaria? Because Heavenly Father told him, right? Why did we go to H-E-B today and Walmart and the mall? Heavenly Father told us, right? And so we only do what we hear the Father tell us to do. We only say what he tells us to say, right? So he had to go through Samaria. And you all know the story. He He sits down and it says there, um, I'll start reading verse 4, he had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually he came to Samaritan village. And look at verse 6. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from a long walk, sat wearily beside the well around noontime. Now, Pastor, would you sit wearily for us? someone sitting wearily is like i'm not i'm ready for bed guys it's like so he's sitting there he's obviously um tired he's hungry and here walks up this lady right and so this lady walks up and they begin talking he was just i would say chilling but um he was just hanging out But this lady walks up, and and I'm not going to go through this whole passage, but y'all go back and read this. But he ends up saying, go get your husband. Now, as he's talking, and I know y'all have done this, as you're talking to someone, you're hearing what the Lord's telling you, right? If not, you should be listening. Lord, what are you saying? Even while I'm ministering tonight, Lord, what are you talking to all these people? What are you saying to them? And so he says, go get your husband, She said, I don't have a husband. And Jesus said, you're right. And how did he know this? Heavenly Father, as he's talking to this lady, he says, ask her to go get her husband. She's had five. She's not even married to the one she's with. So he asked her, go get your husband. Because he was obedient to Heavenly Father, he said, you're right. You don't have a husband. You've had five and you're not married to the man you're living with. You certainly told the truth. Now when I first read this years ago when I got saved I thought he was judging this lady. I don't believe that anymore. I believe the grace the love of God was on him. He was just having conversation and at the end here it says that um, she said he told me everything I had ever done. Now he did more than just talk about her husband's. right, And so look at He was talking to her. He was spirit-led because he said, I only do what I see my father do. I only say what he tells me to say. So he was spirit-led in that moment. And then the disciples come up talking about food. And then look at verse 34. Jesus said, My nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. Jesus never took credit. He said, If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I only do what he tells me to do, I only say what he tells me to say. He never took credit for anything. He said, verse 35, you know the saying. See, Jesus is calling this that we're about to read a saying. Like y'all have heard the saying, Money's evil, money's evil. Granny would say, Money's evil. You know, well, does the Bible say money's evil? No. He said, it's a saying, four months between planting and harvest, but I say, Jesus was the word made flesh, right? So the word is talking here. I say, wake up and look around. I believe he's telling us this tonight, church, here in uh, gates of the city. He's saying, wake up and look around. He's saying, look at the people that are around you. You guys and ladies go to places I'll never go. You work at places I'll never see. You have bosses and coworkers and friends and family members I will never be able to touch. He's saying, wake up and look around. He's saying, the fields are already ripe for harvest. Then he says, verse 36, the harvesters are paid good wages. I'm going to ask again, do any of y'all need good wages tonight? I do. I'm going to raise my hand. Amen? He says, good wages, then the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. So basically, he's saying there, you'll get paid to win souls. Amen? Amen? You're going to get paid to win the loss. Well, Brother Riley, he's talking about a spiritual wage. Well, if it was spiritual, he wouldn't have said the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. He knows if he can get money and finances to you to spread the gospel. See, the Bible says that he gives us the power to get wealth, right? Continue to read. So his covenant may be established on the earth. We were in the mall, and Pastor blessed this lady who has a business there with some money to bless her business. Amen? She was telling us all how she wants to do this. She's got scriptures up there. She was a Christian. She talked to us. And he laid down some cash to bless her her business. That is what this is for. Amen? Amen? To get their attention. The fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and harvester alike. You know the saying, he said it again, you know the saying, one plants another harvest. Jesus said that's true, but let's look at what he told us to do in verse 38. He said, I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. I hadn't planted any seed here. This is my first time to this city. I haven't planted anything here, but look at what we did today. Amen? We harvested. Amen? He said, I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work, and now you will get together the harvest. So see, we need to change our thinking tonight to where you're a reaper. King James says, he who reaps receives wages. He said, I sent you to reap. I have a book that's called I Sent You to Reap because we need to change our thinking because we've been taught you need to sow seed, you're sowing seed. Yes, don't quit sowing seed. But you need to change your thinking to where I'm sowing the seed, but I'm reaping the harvest. Amen? I sow the incorruptible seed, the Word of God that will not return void. It's going to prosper where it's sent. God's watching over His Word to perform it. Faith comes by what? hearing and hearing what, then I'm going to reap the harvest. Amen. Immediately reap the harvest. We're in the last days. We don't have time. Amen. And then I wrote down here, I said this before, but someone's eternal destiny is on the other side of your obedience. Remember this morning I said, if you're willing and obedient, what's going to happen? You're going to eat the best. You're going to drive the best. You're going to live in the best. You're going to wear the best. Because when you go out, people are going to see there's something different about you. Everywhere I go, people are like, you look familiar. (laughs) Man, you look familiar. Have I seen you before? I said, oh, yeah, let me tell you. Romans 3 says we've all sinned. (laughs) I'm serious. People come up, you just look familiar. Have I seen you before? And they say, well, are you on TV? I've been on TV, but I'm not on TV all the time. I've been on a few shows, but it's not been major. But I'll just use that. Yeah, I've been on TV, you know, and I'll talk to him. I go a lot, and I'm not bragging on me because I'm bragging on him. I don't want any credit. If Whatever favor I get, I use it for him. Kim and I were sitting at this um, restaurant, it's in Lake Country where we live, and we've never been to this restaurant. It's probably been there like five, six years, long time. And we thought, well, let's go to the lake house. That was the name of it. And because uh, we, you know, you, y'all you do it. Y'all, where do y'all want to go eat? Oh, I don't care. Where do you want to go? I don't care. Where do you want to go? So I was like, well, let's go to the lake house. Well, we sat down. There's several people there. It wasn't packed, but they had a lot of people there. And this one guy comes up to us. He was busy. Took a minute to uh, get our food. But we start talking to the waiter. He was real nice. And uh, so at the end, we were just talking to him. And he said, he told Kim and I, he said, these two tables just walked off. And um, now I've got to pay their, their bill. And I looked at Kim. She looked at me. And when he walked off, we both said we need to take care of it. Because he's, he's blessed us so we can be a blessing, amen? So when that guy came back, Kim took over. She said, hey, how much was those, the bill for those? And what did he say, like 60 bucks total? And she said, well, I want to pay for it. He was like, no, you can't. You can't do that. And she said, look at me. She said, Mama's talking now. We're going to take care of it. I think you said, God told us to take care of it. And so he went back to his manager and he said, this this family that's at this table, they want to pay for those two bills. We didn't know how much it was. We didn't care how much it was. I think Kim said, well, what if they were drinking? I said, I don't care. We're going to take care of this bill because the Lord told us. It doesn't matter how much it was. We have enough to pay whatever it was. And so he came back. He said, because y'all said that you were going to pay, the um, manager docked it. He said, he comped it. He said, we're not going to have to pay for it. And I think we prayed with him. He didn't get saved, but we did minister to him. And we're definitely going to be back. Amen? And so that's what it's about. When people come up with problems or things, use every opportunity. Amen. You just know we, you know, we didn't start out paying, doing those type things. It started out five buck tip or, you know, starting to tip. I mean, we were at a place where we couldn't tip before. Amen. But God provides and He gets all the glory. Amen. Amen. Look at Luke chapter 5. He said, I sent you to reap, and I'm going to give you another example. Look at uh, Luke 5. I'm going to read this real quick. Believe it or not, I can talk fast. (laughs) One (laughs) One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. Look at that. They were wanting to hear God's word because when you speak God's word out in amongst the crowds, freedom comes. Amen? His word confirms. His word is confirmed by signs following. Amen? I ministered the word this morning. Y'all went out and had 40 people saved. Amen? The word was preached. People got healed. Amen? All glory to him. Now look at this in verse 2. Jesus saw an opportunity because all these crowds were pushing in on him. It said, he noticed two empty boats at the water's edge for the fishermen had left them and they were washing their nets. Stepping into one of them, one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push out into the water. Um, so he sat down in the boat and he taught the crowds from there when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it's deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. See, they just come in. Y'all know this story, but I'm pointing these, I'm pointing the, this out, is Jesus used another man's business for his ministry. Yeah. Jesus saw an opportunity, because I believe this is what happened. All these crowds were were coming in on him and Jesus just in his natural thinking was like heavenly father how am I going to minister to all these people all these people he saw the crowds and he was moved with compassion and I believe heavenly father said push out in the boats so he was like okay he got in the boats he told Simon to push out a little further so he could preach to everyone now he said let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, We worked hard all last night. We didn't catch a thing, but if you say so. He was kind of like, I'll just do it to appease you. I'll just do it, you know, whatever. Was he willing? He was obedient, but was he willing? He said, he said if you say so, and look at this. In verse 6, at this time, he said, I'll let down the nets again. At this time, their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. We know they began to break. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were sinking with fish and on the water and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, Lord, please leave me. I'm too much of a sinner to be around you because he was doubting God. I believe he put a limit on God because he was a fisherman. Jesus was repaying him for using his business because all these fish were coming. His prosperity, his ship just came in, so to speak. Amen? Then he said, I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. For he was awestruck by the number of fish that they had caught. As so were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the son of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. For now on, you'll be winning souls. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. I believe They went and sold all the fish, then they put down their nets forever. Amen? Now, that's two places where when people were saved, Jesus blessed them financially. Amen? And Jesus is saying, you tonight, church, will you partner with me? Because he wants you to be awestruck with the finances, with the blessings he wants to pour in your life. Amen? He's asking you, will you push out a little further? Will you step out of your comfort zone like you saw the girls do today? Will you step out like Danny did? Will you step out? Amen? Will you step out and partner with me? He's asking, will you? Answer him. Say yes, Lord. And he's about to bless you beyond your wildest dreams. Amen? So I want to challenge y'all. To push out a little further, do something that you've never done before. If you've never prayed with someone for healing, if you've never, and I want to say this, pull out your phone. Thank you, Lord, for reminding me. Some of you didn't go out with us, but you have an assignment. You're not free from an assignment. Pull out your phone and go down your contact list and find someone who's not saved. Do that real quick. Uh, Shout out a name if you have someone real quick. Did I hear Chelsea? Okay. Adam or Chelsea? Okay. Let's just say Chelsea. I heard her first. So did you get a card this morning? Okay. So after we're done tonight, you have an assignment. And those of you too, and those of you that are listening to this, you have an assignment. I want you to call Chelsea up, and I want you to get your soul winning card out. Have it out. I have one in my jacket. Let me get it. I know it, but I wanna I wanna read it. So I'm um, you're gonna get your card out. You're not gonna ask Chelsea or Adam if they live in the area. You're not gonna ask them if they go to church anywhere. You're gonna you're gonna go straight to the scriptures because you know if they died right now where they would go, right? Probably because you know the fruit. So you're just going to say, hey, Chelsea, how are you? I'm good. Hey, I met this guy named Riley today. He told me to call you. Who's Riley? It doesn't matter. He wanted me to let you know that Romans 3 says all have sinned. Romans 6 says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life. In Romans 10, Chelsea says everyone who calls on the Lord will be saved. Say this prayer with me, Heavenly Father. Yeah, say it after me, Chelsea. Heavenly Father. I believe Jesus died on the cross for me and rose again. I give you my life. I want Jesus Christ to come into my life and into my heart. Amen. Amen, Chelsea. That's wonderful you said that prayer. Hey, I'm going to call you back later. I want you to go to church with me on Sunday. Amen. God bless you. Bye-bye. Amen. Amen. Now, why did I cut it off real quick after... She got saved because you're going to want to preach Genesis to Revelations to Chelsea. But she just got saved. Now you can text her, tell her you're going to be at her house Sunday morning to take her to church or Adam. You know, that's where discipleship begins, amen? And that's how you do that. If you didn't go out with us today, now you have an assignment. How many of y'all have friends and family members that aren't saved? I mean, we could sit here tonight, walk, go down the aisle to each person and just start calling people. People get saved. I guarantee you, if I told you, I will guarantee you that Chelsea or Adam would be saved if you'd call them tonight, would you call them? Would you call them? I can guarantee it, because his word will not return void. He's going to watch over that word to perform it. Amen? Amen? Amen. Well. Well, Pastor wanted to open it up at the end for some questions. We have a few minutes left. Um, Some of the leaders, do any of y'all have any questions? Or if anyone in the audience, or the audience, the congregation, if any of y'all have any questions, um, feel free to ask me anything. Um, I will say this the Lord's going to show you how, like, this lady that came up to Amanda and stuck her hand up. You just, you have to respect people's boundaries, right? If I walk up to someone that may be a different religion or different, and they say, well, I don't believe in heaven or hell, I'll just say, I'll just try to get scripture in there. Well, Romans 3 says we've all sinned. You know, I don't believe that. Well, that's fine. Romans 6 says the wages of sin is death. I will just try to work with people as long as they will allow it. If they do that and say... I told you no, then I'm done. You have to respect their boundaries. Because Christians have been painted with a, I don't want to be painted with the same brush that a lot of Christians have been painted with, that, you know, we, we're hateful and we're judging, we're rude. And No, I don't want to be that way. I want to be loving. Amen? And so does anyone have a question? Oh, yeah, Kim wanted me to share this testimony. Is I was walking through the mall with my oldest daughter. This was years ago, and it was a sunglass kiosk. And um, <laughs> I always buy stuff when I minister to people, and I'll come home from trips with random things, and Kim will say, who got saved? <laughs> but I want to... I want to uh, purchase things if I talk to them about God, because I don't want them. I don't want to just walk in there, and, well, they just came in to have me pray with them, and so we were um, in the mall in Fort Worth, and I wanted to buy Kylie, my oldest daughter, some sunglasses, and I, it was two for nineteen ninety nine. if that tells you how long ago it was, and so I was going to get her a pair, me a pair, and so we found a pair, and I was kind of joking with the lady. I put them on. I said, hey, what do you think about these? These look good. You know, I was just kind of interacting. And, I, and when I went to pay, I said, hey, um, do you live here? Do you go to church anywhere? I don't want any of that. I'm Buddhist. I was like, okay. And I heard in my spirit, go buy her a Bible. And I said, hey, I'm going to get you a Bible. Be right back. And she's like, you yeah, know, I don't care. You're crazy, you know. So I, I knew when I heard the Lord say, buy her a Bible, I knew there was a bookstore downstairs that has Bibles. So I went and got her Bible, came right back. And it was one of those gift Bibles that had plastic wrapped around it. I said, hey, ma'am, here's your Bible. The Lord told me to get you a Bible. Do you have a Bible? No, I don't have a Bible. I said, hey, um, well, here's your new Bible. And then she softened up a bit. She said, do you know where you can go to get healed? And I said, well, what are you talking about? Because I wanted to let her talk. And she said, yeah, you know those places you can go to get healed? And I said, well, what's wrong with you? She said, my back's hurting me, and something was wrong with her leg. I don't remember. But she said, I need to be healing. I'm in pain right now. And I said, well, do you mind if I open your new Bible? She was like, I don't care. And so I turned it to Mark 16, and I said, let me show you in your new Bible. um, Go to Mark real quick, Mark 16. And I turned it to Mark 16, and I said this. I said, if God is true and his word is true, when I read this scripture, I'm going to pray for you. And let's watch, let's see what happens. So it says, I said, out of your new Bible, it says in Mark 16, 18, they will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. I said, if this is true, when I place my hand on you, you'll be healed. If it's not true, I'll leave you alone. I won't say another word. She's like, okay. I said, well, where's the pain at? And I said, put your hand on the spot where there's pain. I'm just going to touch your hand. I'm going to pray for you. She was like, okay. You know, she was like, I don't even care. Just do it. Get out of here type deal. So she put her hand there. I put my finger on the back of her hand. I said, Lord, I thank you. Your word says in Mark 16, if you believe you'll lay hands on the sick, they'll get well. Lord, take the pain out of her body now. And she said, how'd you do that? How'd you do that? How'd you do that? I said, what's going on? She said, the pain's gone. The pain's gone. I said, well, that's Jesus. I said, Romans 3 says all have sinned. Romans 6 says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life. Romans 10 says everyone that calls on the Lord will be saved say this prayer with me the girl that was buddhist prayed got healed and then prayed to receive jesus i kept all glory to god amen i kept going back in there tried to get her to come to our church because y'all know today y'all are going to see those same people again in the mall or in walmart or wherever y'all went heb the workers and all that Y'all keep going back. Keep loving on them. Hey, man, how can I pray for you today? You know, keep loving on them and keep building relationships with them. Amen? Amen. Did we have a question? Anybody? One over here. You want me to run? Okay. 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 So we were walking around in H-E-B today, and we were talking to people and giving out cards, and um, we had the experience of one lady got offended at us, you know. I got to the point, uh, of the part where I said, um, if you made it to the pearly gates, what if God said, she <laughs> looked at me well, kind of like, why did you say that? Um, yeah, and she was like, because I'm a good person, thank you, and walked off. Um, and so we were like, okay, maybe we should just try to... Sense the Holy Spirit's leading, and not just walk up to people. And so, my question is, how do you discern the leading of the Holy Spirit? So, first of all, the devil will never, never tell y'all go lead that person to Jesus. Right? The devil will never say go lead that family to Jesus. So, um, when you walk up to them, some people are just going to be religious and say they don't like people witnessing to them. I don't think you did anything wrong, and that's what I was telling the the leaders earlier is, you know, when you try to question, well, man, maybe we should have said it this way, or maybe that's what the devil wants to bring is confusion. God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. You did everything right. Say, Lord, I thank you. Your word will not return void in our life and walk on and don't let it offend you or get you off because... The devil, like I said this morning, the devil can't do anything about our salvation. But what he'll try to do is keep us from sharing our faith. And we get discouraged because maybe that group had 20-something salvations. We didn't pray with anybody for salvation. And we're not in a competition here. I, I think I prayed with four or five today. And I think the one group had like 20 or something. So it's not a competition And you have to, when you're walking through, like, Walmart, I may walk around that whole thing two or three times before I start talking to people because I want to be specific. Like, if the Lord says, white shirt or red, you know, He'll speak things to you. I remember the first time, and I want to challenge y'all to start asking the Lord to speak to y'all specifically. The first time this started happening, Kim and I were, were living in Gainesville, We went to church at Eagle Mount, Fort Worth. We were running late for work. And I heard this in my spirit, just like I'm about to tell you. There's a man in PJ's in the beer cooler. He needs me. You need to pray for him. And I knew that PJ's was a convenience store about 20 miles ahead. And uh, I was like, okay, Lord. I told Kim, I said, Kim the Lord just said, there's a man in the beer cooler at PJ's. He needs Jesus. She was like, we're late. We're late. we're running late for church. And I said, we got to do it. So I pulled the car up right in front. I didn't pull in a gas where the gas was. I just pulled right up in front, got out of the car, went to the beer cooler. There was someone in there. I said, sir, The Lord told me about 20 miles back that you needed a prayer. How can I pray for you? The guy started crying and he got saved. God wants to talk to y'all that way where we're not wasting time. God doesn't want to waste our time. He doesn't want to waste his time. So just say, Lord, be specific. I don't hear it that way every time. I didn't hear anyone specific today. We were just walking through and just saw people, we're like, okay, I need to talk to them, or okay, I need to talk to them. We didn't talk to everybody, but you talk to who the Lord tells you to. And I want to say this, you should practice every day to wake up and say, Lord, use me today to be the miracle in someone's life. Whether it's finances, whether it's a smile, I know we just bought a house, and... uh, It needs work, and so every person, I've decided, Kim and I have, every person that steps on our property will be prayed for and will be saved. If they're not saved before they leave, they will be saved. We had to have it surveyed, and I was there when the survey guys were there, and I don't know if you saw my, I posted it, but the survey guys got saved. Amen? Everybody that comes on my property, that does any kind of service work, delivery, mailman, whoever, they will be saved. So say, when you wake up, say, Lord, use me today to be the miracle in someone's life. And he's going to provide for y'all. Amen. Anything else, Pastor? And,
0: and when you say, um, like in her question about, about being led, like starting out in, in knowing, cause like say we're at the mall today, we get to talk to every single person. There. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you can just walk up to every single person you see and talk to. Right. right. But at, at, there's times when, you know, you, uh, a lot of times based on what you see, you might be drawn to a certain person. Right. So you can even start with that. Correct? Right. Yeah.
1: And even like at lunch today um, with our waiter, yeah. you know, I was talking to Amanda. I was like, um, she was sitting on the end and I said, are you going to talk to him about Jesus? But, when he came up, we hadn't prayed yet, and I just said, um, "Sir, do you mind saying a prayer over?" Our, he brought our food. I said, "Do you mind blessing our food for us?" Oh, sure! And he, everybody grabbed hands, and he prayed like we would pray. Yeah. And so in the name of Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. you can do that when you sit down and have a waiter or waitress. You can sit down, and ask them to pray. That'll show you where they're at. I've had waiters and waitresses come up and say. Oh, I don't know how to bless it. I say, okay, it's real easy. Say this after me: God is good. God is good. God is great. God is great. Let us thank Him. Let us thank Him for our food. For our food. Amen. Amen. And it kind of keeps it light and yeah. and but you know that person probably not saved. So that will be your next conversation as they bring the tea, as they bring the chips, the food, and all that. So God will show you.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know the three boy, the three young teenage boys mm-hmm. that we prayed for, I had seen, when I was walking by myself, I had seen them, and I felt like, not yet, mm-hmm. you know? Because I could tell they were bouncing all over the place, you know, <laughs> walking up and down the mall, mm-hmm. and, and I just thought, not yet, not yet. So then we came back around, you know, yeah. and I were standing there, and then that's when we Yeah, we went I want to
1: share about that. Have any of y'all been Catholic before or have a Catholic background? Okay, here's, those boys are Catholic. They said they went to where? To Notre Dame, Notre Dame. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so, and we, and
0: we acknowledged the great church. And, yeah. And I, I, I had known, the,
1: oh, there they, there, are, they yeah. are right there. That's <laughs> them. Yeah,
0: that's them. <laughs> that's so good. Well, well, that, that boy right there, the, the uh, on Chris, the left, wasn't yeah, it? Chris, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh-huh. he, he, he when when you started you know when Livia started praying, mm-hmm. he ha, he bent over and started tying his shoes and tied his shoes the whole time because he was, he started breaking down and mm-hmm. he wanted his friends see him crying. Right. Yeah. Right. But what you asked him was key about yeah, that. Go ahead. I'm so sorry, if I interrupted.
1: Catholics, here's when you talk to someone who's Catholic. It is so easy because they believe. I say, hey, y'all go to Notre Dame. Awesome. Y'all believe that Jesus was God's son, right? Yeah, they believe Jesus was God's son. I said, you believe Jesus died on the cross, right? Yeah, we believe Jesus died on the cross. I said, and y'all believe at Easter that God raised him from the dead? Oh, yeah. I said, well, in your Catholic Bible in Romans 10, it says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead, you'll be saved. Let's say a quick prayer with Olivia. You've already believed. Okay, okay. Olivia led them to Jesus. Come on.
0: <laughs> and But you asked them the question, had you ever prayed that prayer After like that before? After we prayed, and they, and said, they no. said no. They said I no. said, have They'd you ever prayed. said that prayer
1: before? Yeah. No, we've never said that prayer. Wow. So it is so easy, and God will show y'all. And he, y'all, we're all different. And And don't try to be me or don't try to be pastor. You be you. Amen. You all have your own anointing. You all have your own. And no matter your age... No matter how old you are, how young you are, God's going to use you. We need everyone, everyone's anointing, everyone, everyone's gift. Amen? Yeah. And uh, I'll just ask you this
0: question. Do you feel like that, uh, I've I've had people ask me this before, if you lead somebody in a prayer and, you know, like some people I, I think sometimes think there has to be a, a lot of preparatory work beforehand Before for that to happen, saved. you know, yeah, for them to get saved, just the simple confessing that, I mean, how could it be that easy, but it is that easy. It is, right? and,
1: yeah. I, and I want y'all to think about when you got saved, did you understand the whole gospel? I mean, let's, I would love to hear each one of your testimonies, because I was teaching this, I teach this at Kenneth Copeland Bible College. And one of the pastors, I mean, we have 14 weeks, so I really dig into all these different topics. But a pastor on staff who's going through the um, the class because she wants to have the, uh, the paper that she went through Brother Copeland's school, she came up to me after a class. I was teaching this, and she said, Riley, that is so true. It, whenever you were teaching this morning, the Lord reminded me, uh, when I was a little kid, my sister got saved. And she said, my whole family were celebrating. They had a big party for my sister because she got saved. She got baptized. And she said, right after that, I just did it because I wanted a party. I wanted a, all these things. Yeah. And she said, I just did it because she did it because I was jealous of her. But she said, that's when I got saved. Yeah. And I want to share this. this other quick story is... And then I'll pray for y'all. I know we're running a little late, but I want to pray for everybody. But when I, my first trip to Canada, I did this training. I did a Friday night teaching. And uh, after the training, we went out to Walmart. And after I did the teaching, this guy named Justin, the the pastor took me to Walmart. But this guy named Justin said, Hey, pastor, can I ride with y'all? I got a testimony I want to share with Riley. And uh, he said, he kept saying, Riley, Riley, i got to share this testimony. I said, okay. He said, 40 days ago, I'm with my fiance in our apartment or whatever, and she keeps telling me, say this prayer after me, say this prayer after me. He said, I told her, I'm an atheist. I don't want to say this prayer with you. I'm not going to say it. And he said, Riley, honestly, I just said the prayer to shut her up. And he said three days ago by I come home from work. He said I was having a hard day. He said I flipped it on to friends. He said I needed a laugh. You know, he said that didn't do it. He said I flipped it on a hockey game tied up overtime. Y'all know Canadians love hockey. He said that didn't do it. He said all of a sudden I had a desire to read my Bible. Hmm. First of all, what's an atheist doing with the Bible? His fiance probably bought him a Bible, right? And so he said, all of a sudden, I had a desire to read my Bible. He said, now, 40 days later, I'm with you taking this training. I said, brother, you're going with me. (laughs) So he went with me that night through Walmart or Safeway. I don't remember. It was a grocery store. We had probably eight salvations. I've got pictures of him that I should have brought, but he led like eight people to the Lord. The next morning, they had a men's breakfast, and the pastor wanted me to teach all the men how to... Do evangelism, and then we went out after the breakfast. So I didn't see Justin at the breakfast, but then Sunday morning I did a, a teaching to the whole church, and I saw Justin after church, and he came up to me. He said, Brother Riley, he said, I wasn't able to go out with y'all. I had to work during the breakfast, but it, he said, I led four of my co workers to the Lord. I was like, Praise God, that's awesome. The last I heard of Justin, he was a, and this was years ago. He was the um, evangelism pastor at his church, and they'd led over a thousand people to the Lord. Wow, come on. Now, my question is did he get saved when he just said the prayer to shut his fiance up? Did he get saved? He did, because God's word will not return void. Amen? So an atheist
0: we won't go to read a Bible right. just just by happens right? Yeah. Right. It's because he right. was saved.
1: And yeah. there, when they say that prayer, something supernatural happens on the inside yes. of them, and they'll never be the same. I know Kim and I, we had an Uncle Jimmy, and uh, Kim and I believed God for our Uncle Jimmy. It was I know your grandpa believed for him for like 60 years before he finally got saved. Mm. And I will say this, don't give up on your family members. Yeah, my actually that little blue track, um, You Are Love, my mother-in-law read that to him and he got saved. So I want to encourage you all, keep this, take a picture of this, get some of these, get church cards. Um, I have a website, RileyStevenson.com. I'm on Instagram Facebook, YouTube, all of that. If y'all have any questions, I told Pastor, I'm not coming in to blow up, blow in, blow out. I don't do that. I'm here to help y'all win your city to Jesus. So if y'all need anything, contact me, get with Pastor. He'll he'll talk to me. But I want to pray for y'all, and then we'll um, yeah. turn it back awesome. over to you. Lord, I just thank you for what you did Today, Lord, what you did this whole weekend, Lord, it all was a setup to what happened. And so, Lord, we thank you for, Lord, I thank you for what you did in me. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in all of us. Lord, it's just a joy to see your church go out and be the church, to see people get healed in the streets, to people, see people get encouraged to see a business owner get blessed to have prayer and finances given to her today, Lord, we just thank you for that. And Lord, I just thank you, these people, they they begin to see people as you see them, Lord, their neighbors that they see every day when they get mail or when they take their trash out. Lord, I thank you that they will begin to see the people as you see them. And Lord, I thank you that they see their self when they look in the mirror. They see a soul winner. They see a child of God. They see someone who's anointed. They see themselves as laying hands on the sick and seeing them healed. Well, I can't do that. Somebody said, well, keep saying, instead of saying you can't, start saying, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. See, we need to change our confession. So, Lord, I thank you as change has happened this weekend, change has happened today. Lord, I thank you that it will not stop like Pastor said. Lord, I'm in agreement. And you said where any two are in agreement, it shall be done. So, Father, we thank you for that. And, Lord, I'm asking you to confirm your word about finances. Lord, I'm asking you to, to send finances into this church. Lord, I'm, I'm expecting and I thank you for the testimonies pastor's going to text me, call me. This person got blessed with this. This person got blessed. These people got saved. These people got healed. So Lord, I'm thanking you for that. And you'll get all the glory. Lord, you get all the glory for everyone saved this weekend. Everyone taught, everyone changed, everyone healed, everyone set free. Lord, you get all the glory. And we give you praise for that. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Amen. 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 Thank you, pastor.